All right, and welcome to episode two of the Adaptive Golf Podcast. I'm joined again with Alex and Chaz, obviously. Um, just want to say first, thanks to everyone who listened and uh, shared some of our first stuff. Uh, I thought we got a little, a lot of really positive feedback, and I think there's just a ton of room to grow, so so that'll be great. Um, but how are you guys doing, and, and what's new with you guys? I'm doing great. Uh, just been working at the club. Unfortunately, we got some bad rain, and the club's kind of closed, so I've been helping the maintenance crews a little bit getting the course dialed and ready for next week. Other than that, just been hanging. How about you? For those that don't know, Chaz is in uh, like middle to Northern California and they're getting pounded with rain. Yep, Santa Barbara. It's dumping. It's about seven inches total so far and it's not looking good. Okay, well, good luck. Um, just got done with the Noaga, um, went through regional in Daytona Beach was a lot of fun and uh no active North American one arm golf association and they really are a family. I mean it's as soon as you walk in through the doors it's like, you know, welcome back. I feel like a prodigal son every time I won <laughs> their tournament. But well, and, um, and we have Dan Aldrich on later uh to talk yeah. a little bit about that. Well a lot of bit about that. But yeah, Dan, Dan's the president of Noaga, um, and just a, a, a great guy. And I mean, I, I like the nickname, the godfather of uh, disabled golf. Um, he has his hands, uh, sorry, hand, uh, and, and a lot of things. Um, so, uh, yeah, Dan's an amazing person. Uh, we've got waste management, uh, the weekend which I love one of my favorite tournaments of the year. Um, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll predict some winners for that in a, in a yeah. little bit. Why don't you talk about uh, the winners from the Noaga regional and, and how the actual golf went this weekend for some folks? Yeah. So they tried to change it up a little bit um, and had a team format, um, which is really, really cool. We had a, you know, your individual sports account, but also, um, your your team format i'm still trying to understand uh all the things that we did it was a lot of fun it, it wasn't just best ball scramble it was just a whole bunch of fun things uh but your you know your own ball counted which was really cool uh winners um for the junior division there was a tie with sophia howard and i want to say i think uh can't remember sarah larson won the the ladies division um the the team winners uh were jonathan snyder and stephen ford they played really good golf uh stephen on the last day uh had a beer and then uh eight straight parts which Ooh. was really good yeah just dominated a that l- golf course a little reset juice and then hit the, a hit little the reset train. Juice. And hit the park train. And um, so they won by one over Xander and I. Um, and then I got low growth, which was cool. Shot a little 73 and left so many shots out there, uh, which is nice because getting ready for the season and the tournaments, you know, you're able to gauge like what you need to work on, what you need to clean up. And 
So the next day went to putting green and practiced my four footer. <laughs> I was going to say one, one of the days that you were texting us, you must've had a, a pretty tough stretch between like 12 and 16 because you were like oh, minus dude. minus three through 10. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, hell yeah. Let, let's go. Let's yeah. go. And then um, <clears throat> just crashed. Uh, the last day was fun. Uh, went double bogey Eagle uh, drove a par five, uh, par four. Uh, dog leg left, uh, picked some people off, which is great. Uh, and then made, made the eagle put in front of uh, the clubhouse, which is really that was a lot of fun. How deep was and, it? The putt, uh, 324. It was a little dog leg left. No, the, how, the, how long was your putt the, for? How long was the putt? Oh, the putt, uh, about 15, 10, 15 feet. Damn, that's so, nice. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I, I'm playing the new uh, 10k um by ping and that thing it's the straightest long ball driver i've ever hit and i'm i've only like i only i've only butchered one drive and where i'm like oh yeah that was a little rough but that thing when it comes off the face it, it was, i knew that it was going to be in play somewhere yeah uh, which is a really really nice feeling wow yeah it's comfort um, always comforting when you're uh and and you can go in and out of it, but when you're comfortable with your clubs, obviously that helps. But yeah, just when I hop up on the tee box and you don't really have to think about setting up and everything just falls right there, that that's a wonderful Correct. feeling. It was weird. I was able to make like the long putts, but everything inside ten feet, you're like, oh my god, like why are you not breaking like you here the twenty footers? So don't you think uh, fast? No. Don't you think sometimes too on uh, like if you feel comfortable with leg putts, like if you're comfortable with speed control, sometimes those longer ones you think way less about aiming and just hit a nice putt, and sometimes those are the best ones. Correct. Now you're standing over an eight footer for par going, oh the legs the... aren't shaking. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're more I had a really the longer putts. I had a really good teammate in Xander. Um, we're going to be playing a whole lot of Team USA golf together. I think that's um, the powers that be that set up the tournament. They were wanting us to play together just to see. Uh, and we officially got an invite. I'm not even sure if I can say it out loud, but officially got an invite to Ireland for the Fight Masters Cup uh, next sick. year. That's awesome. Congrats. Uh, so that was really, really – thank you, yeah. Team USA, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, speaking, about think... team, speaking about Team USA, Marcus had a win this year. We'll be talking about the Phoenix Cup later. Come on. Yeah, no, that was uh, – it was obviously a close one. It literally took the last part of the whole tournament for the U.S. to win. So that's uh, not how you usually so draw it up. Well, yeah, no, I mean, that's – so much more fun. Yeah, no doubt. But um, before that, uh, Alex has been with KBS for not very long. Not very long, <laughs> but they're taking care of him really well and yeah, helping him really well. set some stuff up. So I think to try and help us to get yeah. to five, 500 followers on Instagram, Alex, mm. I'll let you take it away. But We're going to do a, a little giveaway. Uh, it's some Shafts Special Edition Blacked Out um golf uh iron shafts and give us a follow 
tell your friends about our Instagram. Uh, KBX has been awesome. Um, I just got another email from from Caitlin uh, over there, and you know they're hooking me up. Uh, and and it's been my goal is to make sure that the kids have the right shafts uh, in their clubs. Uh, yeah, I, we don't want to drain Maguna or Ping or Tylex for fourteen hundred dollar club when we can have you know twenty dollar heads and. Uh, working with a shaft company uh, that realizes what we're doing uh, at Single Hand Golf uh, for the kids. It's really cool. Um, and I just appreciate Amanda and and, um, and Caitlin and everybody at KBS. So appreciate that. Uh, really excited for the giveaway as well. So I so think we'll to follow. I think we'll do once we hit 500, we'll just throw every name in a wheel essentially and literally hit random on video and whoever wins wins straight up obviously if there's any corporations or whatever following us they won't they're not going to win but for an individual (laughs) you're going to win you may have a chance to win but uh next up that'll be really fun uh next we'll do a little waste management open talk um is shoffley's out hovland's out which takes days out Days out. Wrong. Wrong out. Yeah. <laughs> so you got. I know, I'm looking on DraftKings right now, trying to make a lineup. You got. I mean, Hovland coming into this year, the way he kind of finished, you'd had to have expected him in big tournaments to be a favorite. So that hurts, or to be one of the favorites. Uh, Did Hovland go live? Oh, is that is that what you think's happening, or is he hurt? I think so. I don't. Oh, think really? Hurt. I think he's setting setting himself up for live. Wouldn't be surprised. That yeah. bummed me out a little bit, but um, Wyndham Clark, that dude's an animal. Yeah. He's going to be a problem to play against this whole Broke year. Broke sixty at Pebble. <laughs> yeah, that I oh, mean, awesome. in in With crazy weather too? conditions. Who who's going to win? Which management? And are we going to see a hole of one in sixteen? I think if he's I'm in, pretty sure to think a hole in one. I should have looked this up before we started, but I I think we see a breakthrough from Min Woolley. I think he gets I think he yeah. gets his first win. I I know that's kind of a long shot. He hasn't won yet on tour, but he has won a few times uh, in the affiliated in Australia and on the DP stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude's nasty. I, I think like a, a weekend like this with a crowd that'll resonate crowd with him favorite. more. I think I think he could have a really good shot. Um, Justin Thomas plays well in a crowd, and obviously that's a name that's easy to to throw out there. I feel like this yeah. one's like you have to be an atmosphere person to win this golf Correct. tournament. Yeah, you, you can't you can't be the the Sunday you walker. Break it. Yeah, so it'll be break it. it'll be interesting. Uh. I'll be curious to see if they'll be able to, if there are hole in ones, will they be able to keep the the, <laughs> the, the beer rain back? Cause I know that's horrible for greens. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is true. Have have you guys ever been out to it? Chaz, have you? I have. It was a blast. I was supposed to go out this year, but I decided I'm gonna just stay back home and kind of relax and hang out. Watch and- it on TV. Did you go if your if your girl goes out there, you might as well uh, re re download Tinder and all those. 
Yeah. Yep, uh, I have a few friends I was supposed to meet up with, but unfortunately, the shit hit the fan. Or yeah. I don't know how I could say it, but that's how it goes. You know, sometimes good, yeah. sometimes not so good. What uh, when you were out there? How how many days did you get to see? Did you watch all four? Uh, I watched two days. I watched the Friday and Saturday. Was Saturday as much of a zoo as it seems like on TV? Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. Um, I wanted that they had a little waste management uh, trash truck golf cart. Uh, There's a photo of me on my Instagram. Um, I just wanted to take it home so bad. It was perfect. (laughs) I was driving around. It was good. That uh, did you? Did you like, were you there at 3 a.m. and like ready to sprint in the gate or did you not want oh, to no. deal with that crap? Oh, no. I did not want to deal with it. I got there around 10 a.m., just went, hung out around 18 all day, and then just went home. Uh, I have to imagine. I've heard I- from, oh, go ahead. No, you're fine, go. No, I've heard from guys on play that if you could just copy paste the back nine at that course it would be the great golf course of all time 18 is pretty sick 16 yeah you can't beat it 17 so the drive of that crazy uh, drivable par four i love that hole and if you miss it what is it anywhere like literally anywhere to the left of the fairway like the center of the left of the fairway that ball's going in the water yep. yeah i had the i was there the year p gala Kind of hit two balls in the water on 18, and it ended up sure. being Scotty Scheffler yeah. that one, and that was yep. pretty cool. I was I was right there next to Greenside Bunker, and it was epic. Yeah, that's crazy. That uh, think we'll kid show, kid show. But do you think we'll get any streakers again, like <laughs> like Doctor Disrespect? <laughs> that, that, I know that popped up on my Instagram the other day. I was like, I wonder if he's going to do it again. Oh man, that dude is a loose cannon. But um, I think that's all we got for the opening. Um, again, uh, anything on if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, we're also available on Google now. If that works, I either easier for any of you. Um, giving us a follow, even though it's like so simple, and you may never look at that again on Spotify or podcasts. It helps us know how we're doing, I guess, in terms of mm-hmm. what we need to try and do. Um, I can see all the analytics, the demographics, where you're listening from, male, female, whatever. So it's important and we'll try and obviously base our show off around what people want to hear and obviously yeah. what's working. Listening and but um, if you have any suggestions or any feedback, message any of us message the message the group doesn't matter but if you guys are good i think we'll send it over to dan aldrich and sit back relax and get ready for for dan because dan can talk dan can talk without a breath and and it's awesome so thank you guys All right, guys, and welcome back to the Adaptive Golf Podcast. Uh, pretty cool guest. Uh, I will kick it over to Alex again to introduce him since he knows has known Dan longer. But uh, here we go. Yeah, um, 
I uh, want to introduce Dan Aldrich. Uh, he's been, been a mentor to me. Uh, met him at the 2018 um, Winter Regional um, in Birmingham, Alabama. I think it was 2018. Uh, they did the Robert Trent Jones Trail. Um, and ever since then, he's really, you know, almost been like a golf father figure uh, to me and has really helped me uh, through some of the hardest times in my life uh, and, and given me wisdom and and I just appreciate everything that he does for Adaptive Golf. Um, but okay, welcome, Dan, to the show. Uh, would love to uh, just kind of hear your story uh, about your life. Uh, you've got an amazing life, and uh, we definitely want to highlight this uh, on today's podcast. So welcome. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I uh, uh, appreciate uh, what you guys are doing and kind of sharing the word and spreading the, spread the message. Good stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'll, you know, it, it's always funny. You know, we just had our tournament this last weekend and, you know, I got up and I'm like, yeah, I'll be brief. And everybody's like, Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's not happening. So when Alex goes, Oh, let's get a brief, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if we can, uh, keep, keep it a little bit down a little bit, but, uh, there were yeah, so, there were definitely bets on how long you were going to talk, and, and and I did a good job. It was short. I, I did. I did. Uh, you did great. Did yeah, I locked money. <laughs> I locked my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of guys did, but uh, but yeah. So uh, you know, my, my I, I guess I'll you know from a golf standpoint, playing swinging clubs from the time I could remember in the backyard. You know, hitting them in, hitting them into the neighbor's yard, and Dad said, "Hey, you guys uh, can't be doing that anymore." So, you know, got us up on the local par three, and uh, you know, started uh, playing there. My dad's rule was you got to shoot thirty six bogey golf before you go to the big course, and you know, there you go. In fact, that's a great lesson for people. You know, go learn learn your short game before you you know you get out and start whacking around the big one. But uh, played a uh, played high school golf. You know. Uh, didn't have a ton of highlights, you know, I mean, I was, uh, I was one of the only freshmen, I think one other freshman in my entire high school class lettered as a varsity letterman at a pretty big school in Los Angeles, private school, but we were a D one school and, you know, big time sports. And I, I lettered my freshman year varsity letterman, my freshman year on the golf team. Um, so that was, you know, that definitely is a, was a neat accomplishment oh, for yeah. me. And then, was number one player of my high school team. And I was going to play, you know, I played against some pretty amazing players. You know I mean? We were, you know, we were a pretty big school in, in, in a big area and uh, you know, played some pretty good players throughout my, my, my high school career. Um, I was good. Um, wasn't great. Uh, was, I knew my place, you know I mean? I knew, I knew when I ran up against a guy that was good uh, and I wasn't, uh, you know, but I also was, you know, I played football, um, and probably more importantly, uh, I was a pretty good water skier. Um, so I used to ski race, high-speed water skiing. Um, started that when I was about racing when I was about eight years old. Um, one had a lot of had a lot of wins there. Um, I actually got international competition. Some of the best skiers in the world. If not all, you know, majority of the best skiers in the world uh, got third place when I was 16. So, you know, third in the world when I was 16, not bad. Um, 
and uh, was on our, you know, one of the top skiers when I was 18. And two weeks after my 18th birthday, I crashed on that guy right there, mm. uh, doing about 100 miles an hour or so, and uh, pulled all the nerves out of the spinal cord that run the arm. As our, in our world of uh, golf, you see the guys with the limp arms, uh, brachial plexus injuries. And so that's that was mine. Um, knew it immediately, knew I wasn't going to get my arm back. And, uh, you know, was very blessed to have a family. It's like, all right, let's go. Uh, I was literally playing golf two weeks after I got injured. Um, still went on my senior high school trip to Hawaii and, <laughs> you know, bumped around uh, Hawaii. I've still got a picture of it somewhere. My first swing ever with one arm with my best friend uh, playing the Kona course. And then, you know, went and putted around Mauna Kea and uh, Mauna Lani with my grandfather. And uh, and then I came home and I was with my dad uh, out playing with him or riding in the cart. He he dumped one in the water at our home course on one hole and uh, had, you know, drop area about 200 yards out, hit his four wood. And I said, hey, let me let me hit that. You know, let me, let me try. And uh, made one swing and hit it about 180 right down the middle, piped it. And we looked at each other and said, Hey, I can do this. Um, and there you go. So. And you said, you said that was like following what, two weeks after the accident? Uh, it was, I mean, the, 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 yeah, was within about the first two, three weeks, you know, was out, you know, and then from there just play golf and, you know, went to college and, you know, I spent uh, hours and hours and hours in my dorm room, trying to hit a, a same spot on the carpet, you know, cause I, you know, you, you, you're different with one hand. And so I worked at it and practice and did all the stuff and then just, you know, started doing sports in general. Um, you know, it was water skiing within a year and snow skiing a couple months later and, you know, just got back into life and went and did sports. Um, you know, I, one of the things, and a lot of times people say, you know, what drives me so hard within our little world of, of adaptive golf and why I fight, push, uh, battle so hard for the proper classifications, you know, how we play the game. Um, and I know what it feels like to be told you don't belong here. Uh, you are, you know, hey, come play, but you're in the wrong classification. I came across to bunch of guys playing with amputations uh literally my first year I was down in San Diego um I couldn't tell you exactly but you know within the first year of my injury um found this organization called them and said hey I you know I got one arm I play with one arm can I play and the guy says do you have digits and I'm like what do you mean and he said do you have fingers and I'm like yeah but they don't work my ner my nerves are avulsed my nerves are amputated out of my spinal cord. I have no nothing. And he says, well, if you have digits, you can't play. And I said, well, kind of ran around that one. And uh, what does it take? He says, well, you can't have the major, you know, major joint. So, so what you're telling me is I could come to your tournament, put my hand on your table, cut it off with an ax, and you'd let me play? And uh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't appreciate that comment. Hung up the phone <laughs> on me, and that was uh, that was my uh, my that was my entry into adaptive golf. Welcome <laughs> to the sport. Now go away. Um, uh, what year and, was that? Uh, 
86. Okay. And, and I did go away for 27 years, you know, didn't have my, my basically one of my loves of my life and something that I probably could have been decent at, you know, in my prime, uh, didn't have. And, and so I've, you know, people say, you know, why, why do I fight this so hard? Why do I, why am I battling for, because I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like, you know, and, and, and then, you know, you kind of fast forward and I, I just did sports, man. I just did life. I, I, you name it, I've pretty much done it. If you water ski, snow ski, you know, football, basketball, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. just went out and did it. Um, and I, fact it was really in 2008 kind of simultaneously i got involved in a brachial plexus group on the on the internet i was actually funny enough i was i used to give a talk motivational talks to high school kids on overcoming life's challenges i use my arm as kind of the example i get their attention for a little bit of time and i could you know kind of hold their attention for a little bit and uh forgot how to spell brachial plexus (laughs) 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 so you know back the internet did exist for you youngsters you know uh back then and i uh i i was searching for how to spell brachial plexus i came across the united brachial plexus network they had a forum section and i started kind of posting and kind of hope trying to help people and uh about i forget exactly what year 06 07 early 08 somebody posted hey uh, what do you do with your arm when you run? Um, I'm a triathlete. I can swim, I can bike, but I don't know what to do with my arm when I run. And I'd always, I'd always, I figured out a way to get my arm out of the way doing sports kind of, again, very blessed that I came across something that worked for me, but I could never recreate it. Um, it was a kidney belt from 1960 that a friend of mine gave me and some kind of weird sling that somebody gave me, but I couldn't recreate it. Right. Um, and what followed was a handful of posts from people giving suggestions. And I'm like, well, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. And I'd always had a sling in my head, right? If I, I created something, I, here's what I do. And, uh, there I had motivation. So I actually went to a local company here, um, company called Dietz, uh, they don't exist anymore, but they're a company that invented the parachute for drag cars. Um, And so I went to them and, and they had, I had done stuff with them. I'd created a custom water ski harness so I could water ski with one hand and, and, you know, not, uh, you know, it allowed me to water ski at, at a high level. Um, and, uh, went in, created the sling. We could do it. Got a hold of this, this girl, um, and said, Hey, I, I can make the sling for you and, uh, made her the sling. And since that time, uh, probably made, I lost count, two, 3,000 slings, probably got them in 85 countries around the world. Um, uh-huh. Guys have worn them in the Paralympics, uh, dozens of world championships, hundreds and hundreds of national championships, and just general helping people get back to life. So I got engaged in high-level other athletics. About that same time, the guy I used to work with came in. The, in fact, uh, uh, Alex is the guy, uh, Andy Horowitz, um, the Kavua Pro. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was working with Andy and he came to my office. He goes, Hey, I'm going to do this triathlon. And I was like, it's one of those things where, you know, guys, where time slows down. Yeah. Then you go, 
I knew exactly what I was saying and I knew it in a second what I was saying. I'm like, Hey, I'll join you. And, uh, I'd never done a try before I'd, I'd swam, I'd biked, I'd run, you know, but I'd never done all three. And it was our 40th birthday, basically. It was 2008. And he, and he, and of course it was funny. His first comment was, ah, crap, you're probably going to beat me. I said, yeah, probably better train hard. uh, (laughs) I had done quite a bit of cycling and, uh, I show up to this first event and there's a big booth for the challenge athletes foundation. And I walked up and I said, Hey, I'm, I'm one of you. How can I help? Yeah. And, uh, that turned into from that, then engaging with the best athletes in the world, you know, not only with the sling, you know, so that just to let you know that that sling that I made for that girl, um, she ended up going on to win five national championships wearing the sling or she wore, she wore it for the first couple. And then she, on the sprint, she took it off, but she ended up winning five national championships competing in the worlds. Um, I met, uh, that's crazy. Ran into a guy named Willie Stewart, one arm Willie Stewart, one of the greatest endurance one arm athletes. I mean, he's just one of the greatest endurance athletes of all time. Guy's a beast. Um, ended up bumping into him. We became pretty good friends. Taught me how to swim better with one arm. Um, and uh, got engaged. In fact, it was really funny. I, I was helping getting para- triathlon in the Paralympics. At the same time, golf was trying to get in the Paralympics. And I'm like, you know, if, if there's a sport, I'd probably compete in to be the golf. But I was I'm friends with all the try try people. And I'm yeah. like, well, you know, I'd probably be the golf one if I if I, you know, if I had a chance. And uh so so I did I did a lot with CAF, did a lot of endurance sports with them, and then uh met a dude here in California that was or local that played golf with one arm and uh he had competed in a ton of things called the Society of One Arm Golfers. And I'm like, the hell is that? <laughs> says, well, it's the first disabled golf organization in the world. Started in 1932. First wow. one. Um, been doing it. Guys from World War One were playing with one arm and they formed this group together. And I was like, cool. And he goes, Yeah, there's actually a group here too. And and I was in the midst of building my business, young family. Man, I wasn't playing golf at all. I mean, I literally wasn't playing, uh, but, uh, the guy called me up, I don't know, 2011 and said, Hey, the one arm world championship, the society is running in 2012 is going to be at St. Andrews. I'm like, well, (laughs) and on that one, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was like, well, I might might try this one. So I I, I, got uh, the local muni by your house. Yeah, lo- local beauty by the house. And uh, <laughs> so I, I basically, you know, my wife and I prayed about it. And, uh, and I mean, we financially had, I mean, it's not in a place at all financially to do this. Um, but just kind of prayed about it and got open some doors and, you know, uh, put in put in my application. And I got in. I think there were 72 spots. I think I got the 71st spot. Awesome. And I literally was going over one as I, I said it when I was there, I'm going to play one and done going to play one tournament and I'm done. I, I'm still building my family, still building my business. Yeah. Go to St. Andrews and, you know, lo and behold, there was a whole bunch of guys from the U S that had founded the North American one arm golfer association. And, and they kind of hogtied me and said, yeah, no, you're, you're not one and done. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, 
I got home and about, I don't know, two, three months later, Alan Gentry called me, who was one of the founders <laughs> of Noaga. And he said, yeah, you're not done. You know, you're, we have our tournament next year. You got to come and play. And, uh, I went, I went to that one, uh, big barred and steeled and, you know, went to that one and came away on the board of board of directors and <laughs> running the and then hosting and running the 2014 tournament. <laughs> so, and and oh, I've only gotten more involved since, but I mean, it, it, it is incredible. I've only known you for, uh, a year and a half, we had the one special pleasure of playing some of the worst golf ever in Florida last year. Um, but yeah. just even from what I've heard before we met, like it, it's pretty nuts how much you've done for the game this quick or even since 06 or 08, like you said. Um, so it's it's really appreciated from from that aspect. Yeah. Well, I got I I got I, I, I to tell you one of the other things. And again, none of this is by chance, man. God God's got complete control of this and is completely guiding my steps and showing me the way to do it. But I, so I get home from, from the 2013 tournament, Alan calls me, I don't know, sometime later. And he goes, Hey, there's a long drive event in Mesquite, Nevada. You know, you're close. The guy asked me if I can get some water on guys, would, you know, would you go? And I'm like, yeah, great. Look, you know, I'm in. Alan calls me like a week later. He goes, Oh, Dan, sorry, it, it's an amputee event. <laughs> <laughs> the eight, the eighteen year old that was told no said that ain't gonna work. Yeah, that's right. I'm not, I'm not eighteen anymore. Get me that guy's phone number. I'm gonna call him. Yeah. So he gives me Dean Jarvis's phone number, and uh, I called good old Dean Jarvis up and I said, "Hey, heard you're having this event." I said, I'm not an amputee. My nerves are amputated. I said, I'm coming to hit. What are we going to do about it? And uh, Dean Jarvis, to his credit, and if you guys know Dean, he says, well, Dan, I'll tell you what. You come <laughs> on out. You come on out, and we'll figure it out. And uh, that, that, as we say, the rest is history, because that was really where I was, you know, that was the only non-amputee hitting in that event. Mm -hmm. um but that's where we all kind of got together you know that's where the arm the disability the the amputees the we all kind of got together and you know and from there you know dean changed it to adaptive long drive para mm -hmm. long drive and it changed it away from an amputee um but that's where we all got together you know and where we were all hanging out and saying hey guys we got to come together we you know we've gotten on a phone call with uh tracy rank tracy had set up a call with guys from uh, New Zealand, Japan, South Africa, you know, kind of around the world and said, Hey guys, you, you and the U S got to get your stuff together and kind of come together. Mm -hmm. um, and, and out of that is what formed the USAGA, you know, was, was there, you know, EQ Sylvester was out there and he says, Hey, well, if we need to do this, I'll, I'll do it. And so that's when he kind of put that task on his back and, you know, built the organization and kind of founded it. And, but it all came out of us, say, Hey, we need to put this together. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's amazing what, you know, what once was what you thought was, you know, the struggles in your life, but it just absolutely was like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's what caused me to say, Hey, we ain't doing this. 
You know, we're, yeah. we're not, we're not going to let somebody show up and then say, Hey, you can't compete. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's, unex that is absolutely unacceptable to me. You know, you guys wonder why, you know, like people say, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm always the one kind of cautioning, Hey guys, be careful about the Paralympics. It, you know, it's a great thing. I support what, you know, I mean, I've been on the phone with Tony Bennett from years and years and years ago, you know, when they were building out the, the WR4GD and I, I completely understand it because again, my friends, you know, I was part of the group of guys that were part of, I know the people that got triathlon into the Paralympics and know exactly how it works. And I, not I mean, not exactly. It's an overstatement. I have a pretty good idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I've, and I've had these conversations and I get it. And I've, I've always been, you know, I mean, you get on a phone and triathlon gets in the Paralympics, you make a phone call to one of your friends, say, Hey, congratulations. And they go, Hey, I quit. And you go, why? <laughs> they change the categories, how we compete, how we play our sport on a regular basis. They just change the categories and I'm out. Done. You know, you go to another event and you're having dinner with a guy and he starts down, you know, you're at a coaching mm -hmm. clinic for something and he, what do you do? And oh, I'm here coaching this. And he goes, yeah, but I was a kayaker. Was. And you go, so what happened? Well, I was the number one kayaker in the world in my category. Kayak got into the Paralympics and I'm like, Ugh. and he goes, and I'm done. I'm yeah. out. I cannot compete based on how they, I, I just find a, I have a problem with that. That, that, that I get the broader picture. I get it. Right. This is mm -hmm. great high tide raises all boats it's you know there's some amazing things but look these people in the eye and tell me that was good for them you know look you know i mean i'll, I'll put a name on the table look vince Beiser in the eye and tell me it's good for him you know arguably one of the best unassisted arm players in the world won seven championships and he's not in the first u.s adaptive open why because he's not he doesn't not categorize how we play the game. It's categorized based on a Paralympic standard. Yeah. And then you know, it's just crazy, you know. And then you got mm -hmm. and then you got. We've been doing the Society of One Arm Golfers, longest organization in the world. We know how one arm golf is played. We do not compete assisted versus unassisted. Period. We don't do it. And what's going on? The arm guys are all combined into one group, you know, and then add insult to injury. They even put a non-arm guy into the arm category because they have nowhere else to put him. And then our <laughs> arm guys get screwed even more. Yeah. Come on, guys. I feel, I feel so sorry for Jesse right now. We just, we just kind of <laughs> talked about this last week too. Like me and Brian Bemis don't care. We're going to come and play, but yeah. how is there, how is there not a separate one for leg? Uh, having below the yeah. knee or above the knee, and, vastly different in yeah. the way you and, can function. And look guys, I, I will then come back and say, look, we, yes, I understand. We've got 15 sport classifications. And just for those that don't know, I, I am a board of, I am on the board of directors of the USAGA. Yeah. I am a board member. Um, I am currently the competitions committee chairperson. Our competitions committee is from the USAGA. We, we gathered all the key people from different organizations that run, have been running adaptive tournaments for 20, 50, 75 years. You know, okay. that's, 
those are the people that are on this competitions committee that represent all of us, how we play the game. Our classification standards are, here's how we've played the game for 90 years. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not, we didn't just pick these out of the sky. We've, we've, we've built this based on 75 years, 80 years of actual us playing the game. I always say this when I first lead in guys, adaptive athletics is not fair. So let's, let's at least acknowledge that, right? There are guys and I'll, okay, I'll use an, I'll use another example. I'm going to pick, I'll pick on Jonathan Schneider, uh, John Trenchick, uh, you know, Ryan Matthews, you know, Steve day. These are guys that have, you know, the, the half, you know, arms kind of here. If you want them to play their best golf, they putt with their the putt chip with their nub. Okay, now you put them in a sport classification. Which one do you want to play in? G four or G five? Well, I play. Mm -hmm. If you want me to play my best, I'm a G five. Mm -hmm. But you now are swinging the club for you know ninety percent of your swings as a G four, right? Yeah. yeah. It's I, I get it, guys. Right. It's adaptive athletics. It's not fair. There's going to be some mm -hmm. of this. There's there's going to be these margins that are, you know, they're off. Confusing, yeah. But for the most part, you you find your category. We do our best. This is how we play. You know, I mean, so it's that's that's a tough. It's a tough conversation to have. You know, yeah. I've had mm -hmm. the conversation. And you know, guys, pick one. Here here's the thing. Hey, Alex, do you have the ability to put a prosthetic on and play? I do. You can with your, you know, with with no no residual limb. I mean, I, that's a lot of money and a lot of time <laughs> and a lot of training, and, and I've never it, thought it about not, it. But, but it, yeah, but it also may not you may not perform your best. Correct. Very oh cool. yeah, no. You know, yeah. and that and that's where and that's where it's you know look, you can't make it perfect for everybody, but man, we can get it pretty close. I mean, it's even, it's even you know I mean I again I appreciate what. The USA, the USGA is doing. Yeah, they made a different tee box for the unassisted arm player Correct. last yeah. year. Greatly appreciated. Would love it if we didn't have to compete against the assisted. I mean, because realistically, the unassisted aren't even going to be qualifying for this event because you know we we got we got to now qualify to get in. I mean, heck, if yeah. you, you looked at last year, you know there would have been out of the ten players, there only been one or two that qual you know actually qualified. You know, mm -hmm. based on scores, and and so that you know, we have to get, we got to get the 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 committee exemptions to get in, to even to get in. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like they know it's not, they know it's not right. They made the special tees. There's some blatant ones. I mean, the blind guys. My goodness, the B ones got to compete against the B threes. Come on, you know the the cedar players, the the upper trunk guys got to compete against the lower trunk guys. It's not. It's not the same. They're not playing the same not game. The same. Yeah. So yeah. Where like where where do you see the future of adaptive golf and classifications? Where do you see that going? Um, you know, and because you get the privilege of being behind closed doors and all these cool meetings, where <laughs> you know, could we have a little insight to where it three, five years down the road, where it could be going? Or uh, is it going anywhere? I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Allegedly, I, I uh, allegedly. Pause. <laughs> I vote my amendment. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. Um, I, you know what, I, 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 
we are going to have more opportunities to play this game. I can get, I, I, I'm positive of that. There's going to be more opportunities. There's going to be more money. There's, you know, I think, you know, right now it's still crumbs kind of falling off the tree for us. You Mm -hmm. know, um, we're all still scrambling to try to make a buck, try to pay our bills, try to provide for our families. I mean, you know, if you ask, is there, is there a clear pathway for everybody that's our elite players to at least provide financially for themselves? There's not, um, you know, is there money there for everybody to help offset the cost right now? There's Mm -hmm. not, um, Mm -hmm. That's what I see changing. I think I think that's coming. You know, I mean, again, and this is where through TV contracts or corporate sponsorships or I, both. I've or always, what it would. I've always said. I've always said. I've always said the money for us is in the foundations. Mm. The, our okay. our resources are going to be in. You know, the United States has, unlike Europe. You know, it, it's not government. It's not going to come through the government. It's not. You know, the I don't. I don't see the TV contracts. I mean, look. Yeah. Guys can argue with, you know, I mean, I, we can all argue that we can debate around the edges on that. I've, I've said this for years, our, our money's in foundations, you know, that's yeah. where the lion's share of, of the money for adaptive athletics has come. Um, it's just one area that we haven't tapped into. That is. Yeah. So if you ask me, what do I think? Uh, I think the USGA, I think the AGAs, I absolutely agree. They're, it's it's amazing. Again, I'm one of those. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, where, where we were where we were ten years ago compared to where we are right now is light years better. So again, I, I'm 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 I don't want you know I've had plenty of conversations with <laughs> Colton and Stephanie and you know I, I'm sure they see my number come up on their phone. They're like, Ugh. <laughs> oh no, do I do I have forty five minutes to look? <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, what's what what's what's he want now? What's you know? I always say, I Cody chasing windmills. You know, there goes that crazy guy Aldrich. What <laughs> what's he complaining about? You know, it's just like I'm fighting. I'm fighting for the. I'm fighting for the, the guys guy. that don't say I can't compete because. And yeah, I don't. You guys, again, for those of you that don't know, that's my story. It happened to me. I just can't stand yeah. that it happens to others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I, I I'll answer the question, Alex. Um, I think the AGAs are are going to be the driving force here. I really do. Okay. I think the USGA and the AGAs are going to are definitely going to drive this. Um, which again is fantastic. There's going to be tons more opportunities for our players. Um, I, I think I think the if you want to call it, I think the debate's out on where we're going to fall with classifications. Here's what yeah. I'd love to see, and I and I know it's something that we are working on, and and you know, it's blatant. If anybody that hears this wants to help and knows people within connections with foundations. Yeah. We are, we are in the process, the USAGA, our competition, we are in the process of getting our ranking system online, getting a lot more uh, uh, interactive and, and, you know, functioning to get to the place where if we could win, if we find the foundation, we find the money to fund that, uh, have a tour, you know, to be able to, USGA, you guys run your tournaments. You can do the classifications all you want. Again, thankful, appreciative. Push, push that down the path. You know, mm-hmm. we, I think, can run a fund our tour. We've got the ranking system will be there. Um, a lot more interactive online, and then have a tour where our 
tournaments and people that have been running and even the AGAs can benefit from this, you know, where mm-hmm. we, we provide financially for everybody, you know, you, you know, say we get five mil. I mean, again, you think about it, you know, in the world of foundation money, that's nothing. That's a sneeze. Yeah. And it falls yeah. off a tree. And, and so it, right it truly off. is. There, there are people <laughs> that potentially could hear this and go, I know somebody that runs this and it's, it happens, you know I mean? I've, yeah. Um, but I, I think where we can go is, and you know what, we can coexist at the exact same time. It's, it would be awesome where the people running the tournament get funding from the tour to pay for everybody to play, right? So we're, this is key because we have to be able to provide for everybody, right? We've got to mm-hmm. be able to provide across the entire spectrum, which we can, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do the math, guys. You know, we have 40 tournaments, 50 people. It's not even the number. You run the math out, thousand bucks. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's a couple mil, but we provide for everybody. But we also provide purse, real money for real players playing in our sport classifications, competing how we play the game. You play Correct. unassisted yep. golf. I don't care what, if you're a CP, a break and plexus, an amputee, what matters is how you play, right? How, you know, there are going to be some issues. We'll clear those up. You know I mean? We'll have, you know, I definitely know there's some issues with uh, classifications. All right. Mm-hmm. If we, right now, the classifications are all, sorry, the medical testing is all based off of the WR4GD, which is based off kind of, of that Paralympic standard mm-hmm. where it's a function based how your entire body functions. And then it comes back to kind of what's your primary, like, again, I'll use Vince, Vince as an yep. example. He, no matter what, he's a CP. original. Yeah, yeah. Vince's injury is a, is cerebral palsy, but he blatantly plays the game of golf unassisted, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, guys like a Zach Grove, and, and Vince could play CP in the neurologic. Vince could play. My goodness, guys! If you don't know this, Vince could probably play in the blind category too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the guy's blind in one eye. <laughs> That dude is a walking, unbelievable miracle and a, you know, yeah. you want to talk about a, a, a testimony to overcome challenges, man. That guy's awesome. Sick, um, sick athlete. Yeah. But, but the point is, is like, you can play CP. He could also play unassisted. Zach Rowe, same thing. He could play in the G5 assisted category, which again, mm-hmm. he assists. Great. He doesn't compete against the unassisted, right? He's in that category. He all could play CP. But we could test for how you play the game, right? So somebody says, oh, I've got this. Okay, let's do you medically qualify by a Paralympic standard in this category. But that's something that we could resolve. You know, those are things we'll, we'll you know, those are things around the edges. Um, yeah. So Alex, long answer. There you go, guys. You know, hey, Dan, keep it short. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I, but I, How- think, I, think, I think that's, to me, yeah. that's where I'd love to see us go. And, and if mm-hmm. I have anything to say about it, that's that's what I'm putting all my time and energy in is yeah. building out, building the ranking system out and then building out, going and going to the foundations that we have out there in our country and, mm-hmm. and hey, let's let's fund this. Um, I, I feel like if you cut up the classification correctly and fairly, uh, it, it, the groundwork for the 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 triangle that you're trying to build and, and yeah. the and, peak is yeah yeah and and again but you have to get the classifications right first yeah and if you look at the if you look at our USC you know the the our classification system it's pretty good it's pretty close 
I mean, mm -hmm. there's a few, there's a few things around the edges, right? There's yeah. some things around the edges that we could, you know, I mean, I bluntly, I think the G8, the neurologic is absolutely needs a G8B. Overhaul. You know? yeah. Definitely need to separate that. You know I mean? That's, yeah. you know, you got a kit popper that's in G8 and you got, you know, I mean, again, I'm going to uh, use names, you know, Jason Faircloth, you know, it's yeah. just, come on guys. You know, that's not, that's. It's different. This can't, this can't be the same category. <laughs> I mean, and I'm saying that. To me, I'm the chairman of the competition committee, but it's also mine. Yeah. You know, I, the last handful of months, my focus has been on the the ranking system and getting it online. Correct. What hopefully one of the things that we will get, and, and I'm trying to work with people that know Paralympic sports and 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 CP and, and okay, hey guys, let's let's define where that G8, let's split that. That one's blatant, but then you say, okay, where else can we? categorizing yeah. you know we're pretty close yeah so. no i i feel like we're we're very very close uh it just will the last part of the cleanup actually happen and, and how yeah. long will that take we're gonna move on from that we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about real, real quick i have one quick question okay. about that with that like since you're running you know since you're doing it through the usaga and yeah. Is there push to make like more of the local tournaments to have similar, the two days look more similar or, you know what I mean? In terms of structure, because not every tournament inside of the USAGA is necessarily structured the same. There's still some that are USAGA that just do have a leg winner or do have an arm winner, which is fine. I, I don't care about that, whatever. I'm still going to go play it, but is there push I guess if you have an end goal with the ranking system, then is there push right now the tournament set in place to try and make them look similar weekend to weekend since we already yeah, have so that? What, what we've what we've done with that and kind of the thinking behind that was we've always wanted to let the individual organizations continue to have their autonomy. You know, it, it, you guys have been around for 75 years. We're not going to mandate what you guys do. Yeah. You know, um, Noaga, we've been around, you know, we've been around for 20 some years. We're not going to mandate how we do it. What we've done is just say, look, if you, if you play it, play it however you want, just give us the scores and we'll put them in the proper, we'll put them into the categories that they want to be in or that, that they qualify for or be in um, yeah. with So then, then that's what we've done up to this point. We're probably not going to change that. Um, if we do, and if, when we get to where we've got some, the funding and, do a tour, it, you would probably see some more consistency come come out. Okay, yeah. that cool. that'd be my guess. You know, yeah. again, we'll cross that bridge. So, thank you. What were you gonna say though, Alex? No, I I want yeah, I I love the classification talks. Uh, quick question: How long? Uh, and this can be a yes or no, or just a one. But how long do you think it will be until uh, golf is in the Paralympics? What year? no idea man i don't have that crystal ball yeah um you know i i i think that's my whether golf gets in the paralympics or not look i think it would be a i would it would be awesome to have golf in yeah. the my my comment this entire time from day one since I've been involved is I, I, I would be awesome that golf cuts and gets in the Paralympics. Just don't change how we play the sport on a regular basis. Correct. Daily, weekly, monthly, yearly to get, yeah. 
I I don't think that's worth it to change everything we do and how we play to get into the Paralympics. And if we do get in the Paralympics, still let us play the way we play. And maybe this is my naivete. I, I hear people probably going, oh, you just don't know. Okay, maybe I don't. But I don't know if it's – that's where I then go, well, I, I don't necessarily think – again, I don't want to have those conversations. Golf got in the Paralympics, I quit. That that to me would be tragic, and that's kind of what's yeah. happening. Again, that's kind of happening right now, you know, with the yep. – some of the some of the you know the US Adaptive Open. Hey Vince, yeah. golf golf US Adaptive Open. Great. Yeah, I'm not in. Yeah. That, that's pretty crushing. Kevin Kevin Time, Noaga champion, you know, worm champion. Ar- arguably one of the, arguably one of the best unassisted players in the world. Yeah. That that's that's a rough one for me. And and I yeah. and I understand why. I get it. Yep. I I I, I think that we don't need to change how we play on a regular basis. When Paralympics yeah. happens, awesome. Um, just just don't change how we do it on a regular basis. Um, I have a question, I guess, since I'm I'm stupid about the uh, arm tournaments. I've never been to one. Don't know what exactly occur. How does the Noaga regional stuff work, and what does that lead to, I guess, for people who also don't know? Yeah. Uh, what's it lead to is a whole lot of fun. Wow. Yeah. We're, we're good at that. <laughs> uh, we, we just, you know, we've, we've got, we've got a couple regionals. We've got, you know, our championship event. Um, we just play our specific categories. We are very, mm-hmm. you know, I, I am, I am also the most ardent advocate for true unassisted. You touch the club intentionally during your stroke, you're assisted period. Putting, mm-hmm. chipping, anything, you're in the assisted category. Um, but you know, not, not much else. I mean, we just we just want you know, look, our organization started, Alan, Scott, uh, Bill Fry, Don Fightmaster, Steve Day, they started the organization because there wasn't a place, you know, uh we were second class citizens, you know, you you yeah. you can say all you want, you know, guys. That, oh, you can all the APT guys can go play, right? And compete against the leg guys, sure. You know, and then you know, guys go, oh, but Jesse, you realize that seventy-five years, eighty years of NAGA tournaments, how many unassisted players have won that tournament? Once, yeah. and it's the greatest, the greatest unassisted player the world's ever seen, and it's not even close. Sorry, Alex, but you know, <laughs> guy. <laughs> The guy is an absolute phenom, and 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 he's only one at one time, and that was you know cut cop you know. I mean, again, I won't even go into that, but <laughs> you know, we 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 want you know. I where was I going to play? I had no spot, none, no place for yeah. me to play, and yeah. so that's why Noaga was started. Um, you know, and and uh, you know, I mean, look, I'll fight all the time. Stop giving away the damn overall trophy. What other sport, mm-hmm. sport gives away an overall trophy? You give away an overall trophy, you take all the unassisted arm guys and say, you guys don't count. Poof. Great. Now come to our turn, pay the money, come to our tournament and feel welcome. No thanks. Um, so that's truly why I think the arm guys have this unbelievable camaraderie because we, we get mm-hmm. to come to a tournament where, hey, we're all, you know, we, we're all welcome. We all have a great time, you know, such. 
That's mm-hmm. that's NOAG. That's North American Water and Golf Association. I understand a lot of lake guys and other people want to come join us and play because we have such a good time. Sort you know, sort of stature. <laughs> I I get it. Uh, Cut but, your arm off, Albert. <laughs> yeah, knock knock one of your arms off. I've seen you play. You can handle. Yeah, no, no kidding. I was I was curious, like uh, those regionals, though. So that it's technically just called a regional. Be, I didn't know if that led to points to the end, like to the Noaga Championship. Like so, if it, no, what it what it potentially yeah. leads to is the Flight Master Cup. Fight the Fight Master. Fight Cup. Master. Fight. Yeah. Named 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 after Don Fight Master. Um. He, you know, there's one of the other legends of the game of golf. Uh, we do have a, a biannual Ryder Cup match against. We've been doing it probably longer than any other. I mean, it's, it's not any other. I, I hate, I hate the definitive statements. We're the best. We're the yeah. been the longest. We're the first. Whatever. Um, it's been around for a while. Uh, it's against society of one-armed golfers, and so we we do have a points accumulation for that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I. I, I, I even have, you know, my own organization. I've been trying to get it. I, I'd love to get the society to make it a assisted, unassisted, you know, senior women, you know, but they're, they're still like, we're one our golf, nothing else matters. And so we've, we've battled that. <laughs> we battled that one with a we battled that one with them for a while, but it's, it's kind of what it is. But yeah, we, we do have an appoints accumulation for the fight master cup, but yeah. other than that, no, it's, you come and play and, each tournament's got its own individual event. Cool. Yeah. And then that is that. Sorry, I'm asking a lot of questions. I'm just curious about it now. Uh, that's partner play or like? It's right, Ryder Cup. That okay. one we follow Ryder Cup matches straight exactly. up. Yep, four ball, cool. uh, foursome, and then singles. Cool. That's awesome. Um, kind of bouncing off that, how? Uh, We'll talk about this year's Phoenix Cup since three of us played in it, but how did you get involved with that, and when did that start for you? And, and, uh, and can can you lead off with what that is? Because I, I, this platform, I want people to listen in and be like, oh, there's a Phoenix Cup. And do I sure. qualify for that? You know, how can I get connected to that? Yeah, or yeah. Noaga or Legs. Or, you sure. know, that's why I want the platform yeah. to I mean, be. Look, I don't know to... what the Phoenix Cup is, yeah, and so I would love to know what it is. All, all tournaments, guys, are all on the USAGA's calendar. You know, the whole – for the most part, they're all on there. If you want to find a tournament, go on there to look, and they're all over the country. Um, Phoenix Cup is specifically owned and operated by the Scottish Disability Golf Partnership. Uh, Jim Gales out of Scotland uh, has been doing it for I forget the very first one I forget what year it is um, but they they've done that against other countries other regions other places uh, I think the first one was against Canada um, they've done them with Japan I mean again all over the all over the world um, Jim Gales and the Scottish Disability Golf is definitely very inclusive very much you know it's about the it's about everybody it's not necessarily about the best it's about everybody competing so that's mm-hmm. kind of the tone for the phoenix cup um i got involved in 2014 played on that I'm actually vice captain that one uh scott autry uh a b3 player uh jim gales is a b1 player and so jim and scott knew each other and so in the 2014 
we did that out in Mesquite. Um, and that's kind of where I ended up meeting Jim. I ended up uh, caddying for Scott in a couple of the blind tournaments. Uh, I've, in fact, that wood trophy right there is my one national championship <laughs> as a coach caddy. Uh, so <laughs> I, I say, go. hey, I got a championship. I had to, I had to be a coach caddy. Ain't me playing. <laughs> Still counts. But uh, hey, so, even so even was, Cowboys get the Super Bowl ring, right? Exactly. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> So that was, that was 2014. Um, the next time was 2018. And uh, uh, Jim kind of was, hey, I'm going to retire. And again, I won't go into all the exact details, but he, again, there's some disputing some issues, but it, it, it's what kind of launched the Cairns Cup. So Billy Cairns, Billy was on the European team coming over here in 2018. Billy Cairns died literally the day before the competition. Um, and so, you know, they, we ended up still playing that tournament in 2018. Um, and then, uh, so they, that's what kind of launched that John Bell, Tracy, Jonathan kind of USA with, uh, uh, Kevin Booth and, uh, oh gosh, he's going to kill me. Um, Ian Hollowell, yeah. uh, kind of formed, formed the Karen's cup, uh, and got that running in the midst of kind of that whole time frame. I got a Jim and I have been pretty close. Jim Gales and I are pretty close. And Jim sent me a message. He goes, Hey, what what do you what do you think about maybe putting together some guys and coming over to Scotland in 2020 to come play? Um, I said, Tell me yeah. more, you know, <laughs> sure. Yes. What, do, yeah. what do you think, Jim? And he says, Well, I didn't. However, it got communicated. I wanted to kind of keep this going. And so that's how the Phoenix Cup kind of what it's kind of why it, the Phoenix Cup was supposed to merge into kind of the Cairns Cup. And there were some, again, mm -hmm. I, want to, I don't want to debate that. There's two events, Cairns Cup. Uh, if you want to know more about that, that's the John Bell, the Tracy, Jonathan, you know, that's that entity, Phoenix Cup. So when we put together a team to go over there in 2020, it got canceled. Um, and out of that, Jim kind of then came up with, well, 2022, let's do an all four country event. 23 would love to come back to the USA. And then 24 was, Hey, St. Andrews for the 30th Phoenix cup. St. Andrews wants to host mm -hmm. a Phoenix cup at St. Andrews in 2024. So when that's that where I'm going to be your caddy, right, man? Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when that all happened, uh, when the 2020 team got canceled from COVID, the 2020 team got first ride of refusal to play mm -hmm. 2024. Um, we have since kind of put that together of, you know, hey, we want to do 2025. Uh, and then we want to go odd years of the Carrots Cup to, to, mm -hmm. to get it off of the same year. Um, kind of like a president cup or yeah. rider cup yeah, just, format. Yeah, and just you know, just a little mix match. Just another opportunity to hey guys, here's some fun events. I will mm -hmm. tell you the Phoenix Cup. So if you roughly, you know, I I'm kind of help steer that one fairly much for the USA side. Um, you were having a good time that weekend. <laughs> yeah. uh, Do tell I, more. I, uh, uh, <laughs> So I, I, my, my objective with the USA team has always been to, to not have people that have played. I mean, it's not set in stone. 
but basically mm-hmm. not have people that have played in other team events within the last few years that aren't the best, best players. You know, I mean, again, it's not saying I don't want the best play. I don't want people at the top of the ranking that get to go to these other tournaments that are playing in the U.S. Adaptive Open. I mean, they're getting these special, yeah. you know, yeah, I, yeah. Want, I want people that, that support playing a lot of tournaments. So if you really want to go, hey, here's the USAGR ranking, maybe the third, fourth ranked player in their sport classifications and who played in the most tournaments, right? Who's supporting adaptive golf that's very engaged, very active, but yet aren't playing in a lot of other events? I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that aren't playing in these big you know, events, so big specialized events. events. So yeah. that's that's kind of, if you want to call it, you know, there is a somewhat, of, you know, we do have somewhat of a structure to that. Um, and then 2025, uh, Steve Hewson, who vice captain 2023. Uh, in, you know, out here on, you know, at Chaz's course. And that was something that I set up. I, I, I wanted, I've been wanting to go up to that area for years. I always thought it'd be great. And so I, I put the 2023 Phoenix cup there. I wasn't supposed to play. <laughs> it, Oops. I was, I was literally just, I was literally was like, I'm just setting it up. I'm going to do nothing. Hey Dan, can you be an alternate? Ah, I really don't want to. You know, but you're gonna be there. <laughs> you're already getting come on. Be, it's not even you're already handicapped and you're there. We right. need you. <laughs> so then so then I agreed to that, and then about two weeks out, Stumpy, uh, you know, uh uh Ed. Got, in, got injured and couldn't come and 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 Tim Herman, our captain, and uh Steve goes, Well, Dan, you're an <laughs> you're, alternate. You're playing, buddy. You're playing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's when that's when you guys tried to get me, and then you're up for it snagged me. Yeah, so there you go. That's yeah. that's the Phoenix Cup. We are going to Scotland, St Andrews this year, and that's the basically the twenty twenty team. Um, yeah. That, did uh, so there you go. Did uh, I draw Lane? Though. Sorry, go ahead. Did Jim and Jim Gales and Hewson ever decide what the final score was this year? I know there's still been debate whether it was twelve and a half or thirteen. I I. I don't know. <laughs> I just, it was one I, just know team, I know you guys I, won. Team USA who lifted, won. Who, that's all who that lifted, yeah, okay, who lifted the trophy at the end? You know, and 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 and, and yeah, it was it was a blast. A lot of fun. Those two guys fun. right there. The weather, the weather couldn't have been better. The course is. Chad, are you telling me you you play for uh, Team Europe? Yeah, I'm not. Jim, Jim, I'll, Jim, Jim tends to throw a few USA players onto the uh, European team every year, so. Yeah, I was gonna Chad say the the, fi- the final. The fi- I am half British. I am yeah. half British, so the the final uh, the I, final I day I was playing two Americans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, okay, I, I got I got a threat from somebody. Uh, I'm like, well, I'm from Ukraine. I'm I'm like full blooded Ukrainian <laughs> I, European. I do, I do have to say though, uh, Chaz, since uh, you ruined all my fun at Sandpiper. Uh, that putt that you made on 17 was one of the biggest jokes I've ever seen in my life. Dude's like 45 feet uphill on some of the slipperiest greens I've ever seen. And I don't know, putts it 25 feet out. He starts walking. I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, sweet. Nice match, Chaz. Glad you kicked my ass. And then it went in. (laughs) I'm like, it was good from so far out. Um, but no, it was a great great experience and i mean even half the usa team i never met before so like all these tournaments where there's team 
team driven and you know you're going to be together for a week it it's crazy how well you get to know people and like how important that is um, mm-hmm. in that aspect because i don't know you don't get uh whether you're born disabled or mm-hmm. uh, come into your disability or whatever all of a sudden the team aspect of sports is especially gone it feels like mm-hmm. so i don't know it's really cool to get to it was, it was rad but especially at the end of the day when everybody was sitting around like the campfire over by the hotel and then the security guard kept coming and shutting <laughs> down every night. Hey, you guys are being too loud. It's only 8.30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, I thought, I thought we were handling ourselves pretty well given the crew, at least that the USA had, but uh, yeah, they, they did not enjoy us having a few cocktails after ten oh one hit. You better that's, be inside. That's when, that's when I was looking for my Heineken double zeros the whole weekend. Yeah, true. <laughs> but um, Dan, is there anything uh, I guess else that you wanted to bring up while while we have you here that that needs to be talked about from your aspect in adaptive golf? You know, I I, I would continue to I I would I would stress for all of us we're all generally trying to do the same thing. You know, we're, Mm -hmm. we may disagree on, on the the exact execution of it. We may have differences of opinion, but, you know, be nicer to each other. (laughs) Look, I'm going to say this because it's, I'm one of them. We're all a bunch of band of misfit toys, you know, Um, be nice to each other, you know, give each other some grace Give each mm-hmm. other the benefit of the doubt. Understand that we're all broken in a lot of really crazy ways, man. You know, yeah. the person that you're saying isn't disabled suffers through a lot of crap in their life. So Correct. Give, give some leeway, guys. You know, um, I, I would stress that a lot. You know, find find out what find out what's driving somebody behind the scenes. And, you know, it, it it's probably a lot of pain and hurt and struggle. Yeah. So and I, I appreciate, I, I, you know, Dan did that for me uh, and, and stood up for me when I was going through absolute hell uh, the last couple of years. And I just want to say, you know, you, you walk what you preach. Uh, and so thank you for that. You're welcome. And yeah. I, I, I could witness that. Uh, Dan and I had a problem with the trailer at the Phoenix Cup and he wouldn't, it wouldn't close all the way. And he goes, Chaz, we're not leaving until this thing closes. And it, it's parked <laughs> at the golf course. It wasn't going anywhere. And we sat there for 30 minutes banging on the thing. Remember the lock when it closed? And it wouldn't come off his truck. And he goes, finally, I'm going to give it one more go. He gave it all he got, and bam, it went. And it just shows the dedication you have. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, 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 I would, and I would continue to say, you know, we'll we'll continue to try to – keep communicating with each other. You know, yeah. we, we, we do better together. We can raise more money together. Correct. You know, um, you know, that, that's what I'd share. Yeah. Well, awesome. I, if, if you guys don't have any more questions, I, I think, I think that'll be it for today, Dan. We, we do really appreciate it. And uh, it, it's nice to have, I mean, obviously Colton super useful with the info that came out, but to have a, our first disabled or adaptive player and mentor mm-hmm. on, I think is huge. A ton of people know you and, and respect you. 
So hopefully people will take uh, a lot of your words to heart and, and really give this one a, a fair listen. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank, you, Keep it up. Thank you. We'll see you guys at the next event. Yes, sir. I'll see you soon. Uh, speaking of one last question, I totally forgot to ask you. Are you playing on qualifying for the Open? Uh, me? No. <laughs> would you would you like to go play that uh, course down there with me? Um, I, I know the course very well. If you want to go do a practice round, I'd, I'm happy to take you out there and run you around the place. I've, I've played it quite a few times, so it's a great track. Um, phenomenal track. Good, yeah. good to play a few times. Can you caddy for me and get me on at Riviera and LA? Uh, LA um, <laughs> right? Write a big enough check. I can write a big enough check. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, hope you're, I hope you're listening to the KBF and Yeti and McGinno and Payne. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But all right. All right. Thanks again, Dan. Oh, right, guess guys. what? It's raining See again. You. Uh, thanks again uh, to to Dan for coming on. Obviously, that information, and even if he's not dubbed the godfather of adaptive golf, we're going to start calling him that. So if that sticks, that's kind of fun. Um, that information is massive, and the work that he never really tried to get involved with and now is involved with, uh, obviously, is so important for all of our game. And okay. thanks to that. Um, remember to check out our Instagram, get us to 500 so we can do that KBS Black Shaft giveaway. Uh, and then pop over to, to Chaz's and, and Alex's Instagram to watch those crazy goons are doing. Um, you guys got anything else? I'm going to sit back on Saturday and watch the chaos that is waste management. I'm looking forward to it. Well, oh, we didn't say it earlier, but final prediction. Who's your winner? Telling Fina. Oh. Who you got, Chaz? Bigala. Oh, I like it. Ping right. boys. I'm I'm going I'm going with I'm going with Minwu. I I think I'm hoping he breaks through on this one. But thank you guys again and uh should should be back looking, same time uh, next week. Yeah, looking forward to next week's guest as well. Yeah, we're gonna have Kim Moran, I believe. She's yep. going to talk about being a captain of Karen's Cup, and obviously, she's an animal at golf. Good lord, I watch her hit some golf balls, and I'm like, well, I wish I had two hands. She is uh, an awesome golfer, so that'll be a fun chat. Uh, talk about her journey, but thank you guys. Thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, peace out.